0: The Discover College Soccer podcast is sponsored by VO. VO is the number one AI camera solution helping players capture college recruitment videos. Check out their new starter and family options by clicking on the link in the description or visit Discover College Soccer to learn more. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Alex from Life University in Georgia. Welcome, Coach.
1: Pleasure to be here.
0: Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, we're talking here mid-November. You guys just wrapped up your season. Um, I, I know it's, uh, it's it's always hard when 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 you're talking to me and and not uh, preparing for a tournament game, uh, but uh, such is the way of the world. Um, so, you guys being NAIA, kind of what is your recruiting timeline now that the season is over? Are you are you how much
1: of your 24
0: classes done are you looking at 25s kind of what's your timeline what's that look like right now
1: yeah so on the on the men's side typically um it uh, we wait a little bit you know before we uh, recruit so we're not typically looking at uh, sophomores or juniors uh, at our level we're looking more at seniors high school seniors uh, obviously um and that recruiting process started about two three weeks ago so typically early November we start uh, things back up um from July till till late October we are in the season so there's very little time to uh, recruit as well uh, as you have to prepare your teams for um for competition so um but right now um we will and we have started recruiting domestically and internationally so the NIA obviously, uh, you know, recruits internationally heavily as well. So in our team, it's about, um, I would say, 70-30, 70% international, 30% domestic. So, um, and then since we're in Georgia, we look mostly predominantly in the Southeast. Uh, so Georgia and the surrounding states, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida. That's where where most of our uh, recruits domestically are coming from.
0: So talk to me a little bit more well let's break it down by domestic international so on the domestic side you mentioned the southeast so are there events that you kind of have on your your must see list uh over the next six to nine months
1: yeah so my assistant coach just came back from florida he was there in id camp Uh, so typically we will visit uh, about eight to ten id camps in the area uh, then been brought up either by clubs or by organizations um, and then um, if players submit us a video or an email where the email catches our interest because a lot of times uh, we in our university, we receive about 5,000 emails um, a year from players that want to come play here. So we have to be critical when we read these emails. And there's a couple of criteria that we look at. First of all, is it a generic email uh, you know, that they send to everybody? Um, sometimes they misspell my name or they misspell my assistant coach's name. So um, that's a big a big no-no. Um, we look at the GPA of, of a player. For us, we like to recruit players with a GPA of 3.0 and higher. Um, so that's an important uh, feature that we look for in the email. But if we like the email and we like the video that's attached in the email, we typically ask for full game footage so we can see the player uh, in a full game uh, environment. And then um, what we will do, if we're really interested uh, from that point on, uh, we will then ask for a schedule and kind of see if we can make it out to a game, um, a club game that they play over the winter break. Um, so we'll send one or two coaches out there. And if they come back very enthusiastic uh, about the player, then I might go myself uh, for for a final visit and uh, invite the player in for a visit to come to campus and um and talk to see if we can bring that player in for uh for our team for the following season
0: okay well now we'll flip over to the international side because i'm guessing you're not uh flying to see a player play multiple times with multiple coaches so what does the international recruitment process look like
1: yeah well i'm actually <laughs> going to italy uh in, in about three four weeks uh we we don't go a lot to to abroad but the same thing for international players they would send us a video we would look at videos that's actually what we're doing now every single day for the um the last two weeks um we spend about 3 hours of our day in the morning to look at videos um again there we're also looking for certain features what level does the player play at what position does the player play at uh, his height his strengths is you know all that comes with the position So, um, we look at those features as well. Um, At life, we have five criteria uh, for each player, domestic or international. That's your technical ability, your insight. So, how well do you understand the game, your decision making, your physicality? um, Are you able to win the battles, the duels, your speed and not just your speed of play, but also your handling speed, how fast can you handle the ball? Uh, and then the last part, which is nowadays, I think, a very important part of of the recruiting process is your mentality, your character. So, uh, for example, we watched a video the other day from from an international player that constantly after a play was arguing with, with the referees. Um, that's a no-no, you know, for us. So, um and, and it could be as simple as that if we notice that in the video. Again, same process there. Once we like what we see, we want to see full game footage, we start inquiring about the player. I'm from the Netherlands originally, so in Europe, you know, and I come from the professional level in Europe. So my network is quite vast. So it's easy for me to kind of find out um what level it is. And perhaps I know somebody in that country that can figure out more for me, background on that player um again because that mentality character piece is is important um you know as well when we bring them in so then we're trying to see social media accounts we do that by the way for domestic players as well to kind of see what kind of person is this um and are they a good fit to come into our program
0: great those are some uh phenomenal insights for for, for our listeners uh, both domestic and international um Well, let's talk about the school i'm sure there's some folks out there maybe not familiar with life university uh there in georgia you've been there a few years now so what can you tell me what are some of the the awesome things about your school some things that stick out maybe even some things we wouldn't know just by going through the website
1: yeah so life university is located near downtown atlanta it's in a a suburb called marietta georgia it is about a mile and a half away from the Atlanta Brave Stadium. Uh, we are a block away from the Atlanta United training grounds, so um, our campus is extremely green, uh, which is rare to find in a downtown environment. Um, we have about twelve miles of hiking trails on campus, so. Um, It is, once we get a player on campus, we almost 99.9% get a commit, because the campus is so beautiful. Um, Our facilities are absolutely top class. I've coached Division One, NCAA Division One, professional level in Europe, as as mentioned. Uh, These facilities are unbelievable. Um, So you name it, we got it. Uh, The university itself has about 3000 students. Uh, It is known for its chiropractic uh, degree. It is the number one school in the world uh, for um, the doctor of chiropractic program. Um, But we also have one of the best exercise science programs in the southeast. So um, when players want to go into that direction, uh, they do. Most of my players, though, um, go for their business degree uh, here at the university. So, um, And we have some pretty unique internships with all these pro teams around town as well. So... If players want to go into business and, and basically go into sports management, sports marketing, they can do that. Um, and then uh, our psychology degree is is very well known as well. So um, there are a couple of different directions. For example, we do not have an engineering degree. We do not have a law degree. So for those degrees, you shouldn't attend life university, uh, obviously. But um, the university is very international. So we have a lot of different uh, nationalities on the university. And in fact, international students get a get a discount when they attend Life University. So it is also encouraged uh, to have so and of course, being in Atlanta has a lot of advantages. Uh, because you have, of course, the big sports teams, but you have the, the true American life, as many players are looking for, but also the big airport, you know, nearby. So we're about 25 minutes away from uh, Hartsfield uh, International Airport. So Um, it has that advantage as well. But uh, yeah, that's in a nutshell, a little bit about the university um, itself. So um, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's really hard to top this uh, in terms of facilities, university wise. Um, We have brand new dorms for the student athletes. Um, It costs about $60 million to construct, they're about two years old. If you're too lazy to take the stairs or to take the elevator, there's even a slide that takes you down. <laughs> uh, I kid you not. So um, these dorms are definitely high, high end. Uh, if you visit our website, you can, or you go to YouTube, you can, you can see them. Um, it's unbelievable um, all the facilities that are available to to the athletes, to the regular students as well. So um, it truly is a hidden gem inside of um, Atlanta.
0: What well, you mentioned the, the, some of the academic programs, but in terms of you know high school students becoming college athletes, you know sometimes that jump can be be difficult managing your school demands and your sport demands. So how do your players do that? What kind of support systems does the school offer to make sure kids are successful both in the classroom and on the field?
1: Yeah, so we we have like most universities. Obviously, we the transition is is quite quite a jump from high school to uh, uh, college athletics. Um, So we have on staff a nutritionist that will help with your dietary needs because obviously, you know, you're on your own now. So we want to make sure you eat healthy food, you eat all the right right types of food. Um, We have um, on staff a psychologist. So also mentally uh, nowadays, you know, to make that transition because obviously the demands are much higher uh, both academically in our program like I said our team GPA is a 3.54 uh, average team GPA for men's soccer or men's sports that is a very high GPA um and um you know there's pressure there as well that your grades stay good we monitor that we have people an academic coordinator two people that monitor that just for the student athletes um and me as a coach gets a report every two weeks to kind of see where every grades where my players are grade-wise. Um, then, of course, we have study hall. We have tutors available to the athletes, you know, to make sure that those grades do stay um, at a uh, acceptable level and, and make sure that the players stay eligible as well. Um, we have a strength and conditioning coach. So that's where they go also three, four times um, to make sure that physically... They um are ready to compete at our level. Um, that's on the athletic side. Uh, like as I mentioned on the academic side, you also get um a a, a counselor assigned to you that helps you with your class schedule. It helps you with, um, you know, your your course load and the direction that you want to go into with your with your degree. Um, then we have on staff also career services uh, people. so, once you um, choose that direction, they make sure that when you graduate, there might be a job waiting for you, or you know that you can go into an, an interview um as well. So, um basically, when they come into the door to when they finish their degree, you know, there's guidance all the way through. Um, our university is a little bit unique that we have a food fuel station. So, for example, after practice, um, players go in. It's it's sponsored by uh, by Gatorade, and they go into our nutritionist fuel station. We have three of them on campus, and they can get a snack or a drink. So that way, they're not going into class with an empty belly. Uh, you know, um, so uh, all these things are being monitored, are being watched, um, so that the athlete um, and the student both can be successful on the field and off the field as well um so once a player is sliding with his grades then we we start investigating why that is sometimes it's laziness on the athlete's part or they like the xbox or the playstation too much <clears throat> sometimes you know it's simply they don't understand the subject or sometimes they're maybe on the wrong path uh you know uh, so then we we will meet with the counselors and uh, and see if we can find a solution so that the student can become successful uh, again, and uh, and the grades are improving um, as they're here. We're on a quarter system at Life University, so it's a little different than semester system. Um, so each quarter we can kind of monitor as well. Uh, you know the the success of an uh, of an athlete of a student, um, but it's it's a teamwork. There's a whole team of people around each individual. And each individual gets um, an individual approach. So it's not like a whole group of people. We look at each individual and then say, okay, what's best for that individual and how can we help him succeed?
0: No, that's that's great. That's a really, really good setup you got there, coach. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I think there'll be a lot of schools je- jealous of all that. Um, in terms of you know, a, a typical week. So let's let's back it up a couple of weeks. You're in the middle of conference season. Can you just walk me through what a typical week might look like for a player in terms of winter classes, meals, practice, game cadence, all that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so we train Monday through Friday. NIA tells us that we we have to give the athlete one day off. So typically we give him two days off. We give him Saturday, Sunday off. Unless we have a game on Saturday, then they just have the Sunday off. Um, but we train Monday through um, Friday. We train from 7 to 9 a.m. each each morning. Um, so it's early mornings for my guys, but that's how they get their game started, the day started. Then after practice, a group will go to class. They have class at 9, so they leave practice at 8.30 to go to class. Uh, and a group will go to after practice to breakfast. Then on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, they also have weights, strength and conditioning training on top of their soccer practice. That typically is from noon to one each day. So they go to class, let's say from nine to 11, then they go to weights and then they have class again from two to four. Um, that's a typical day. The evenings, they are off um, for studying and, and so on to make sure that uh, they're ready to go again the following day to repeat it all over again. So that's a typical week um, for for the athlete. Now, it could be that in a week, an extra practice is added. It could be that individual practice is added for for a player. For example, if you're a winger and you're struggling with your crosses, then the assistant coach will take you out in in between classes and do an extra session with you. Um, There's also some video sessions in there um, typically on game day, we don't train. So if we play on a Thursday uh, night, we don't train that Thursday, um, but we will have a video session that Thursday. And that's typically 45 minutes, 30 minutes to 45 minutes, depending on the opponent.
0: Okay. Well, let's shift gears. Talk a little bit more about the team. Is, is there a roster size that that you're looking to hit each year? Do you guys have a developmental team? What's that look like?
1: Yeah. So we we have um, last season we had uh, about 38 players on the roster. Um, we typically carry from 32 to 38, 39 players depending on uh, depending on the year. Um, we have 21 different nationalities in the uh, in the roster, so it's a very uh, um, diverse mix of people from all different soccer backgrounds. So. Uh, obviously a player that that grew up in America and the United States plays differently than a player that grew up in France or Spain. And they play differently than a player that grew up in Africa. So they come from all these different backgrounds, all these different uh, cultures. I'm always amazed on how well they mash and how well they, they uh, get along. Um, They are becoming your brothers for the next four years. So, you know, you are dependent on each other um, somewhat. So, and um we uh, we typically um, have a reserve team, so we have two teams. We break them up in two teams, but we don't differentiate between the teams. So some universities they have a JV team and a JV team trained separate from the from the varsity team. We call the first team and reserve team, but they train together. They get the same gear. We are sponsored by Adidas. They get the same gear, the same outfits, the same approach. The reserve team typically plays about six games a season. Um, also same approach as the first team. So they get a pregame snack or meal, they get a postgame meal. Uh, they travel also uh, by by uh, the same transportation as the first team. The only difference is the level of play. Um, so, but we, we do that typically so that players if they don't get minutes on the first team, they get to play and still develop and get minutes game minutes on the second team. Um, my son plays division one. Thank goodness he's a starter uh, for the division one school. But if you are number 25, 26 on that roster, there's no playing time for you. So you basically all you do is you practice. So we want to avoid that at the NI level. We have that flexibility to have a second team. And um every year there's one or two guys on the second team that surprise us that we that we move over to the first squad. And and reverse is also the case where one or two guys on the first guy then then might not um, meet to meet the level that we thought they uh, they uh, had, and we demote them down to the um, to the reserve squad. Um, so it it works both ways, and uh, I think we have a very high retention rate, and I think it's because we take that approach with all thirty eight players. So um, a lot of my um, reserve players are good enough to start for other universities, and I sometimes ask them. Like, don't you want to transfer to another university where you can start and and uh, play on the first team? And they're like, no, 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 I like to stay here. They like the environment that we uh, we have created over here. Oh,
0: that's great. Well, besides your roster, obviously you have some staff that are helping you out with a with a roster that big. So, tell me about your staff. What roles do they play? What's that look like?
1: Yeah, so we have um, we have an athletic trainer. A life University for an NIA school is very unique. Most NIA schools have two to three, four trainers, athletic trainers for the entire department. We have 12 athletic trainers full-time. So our, our team is assigned with an athletic trainer uh, and all she does in the fall season, in our season is she focuses on men's soccer. Um, so she is on our staff, athletic trainer. We are also unique in the fact that we have uh, a doctor of chiropractic uh, assigned to the athletics department for adjustments, for you know um, quick diagnosis as well. And then um, my, the coaching staff, we have a goalkeeper coach um, that comes in and works with our goalkeepers in training. I have uh, three assistant coaches. One assistant coach, we work with a system called Player Maker. So um, all the players have a chip on their shoe and that provides de- uh, data. That data is shared with all the players at the end of practice. So each practice, a player knows how he has performed in the training session. So it's shared in a group chat. So the players know, okay, you know, um, and these are their feet. So they the emotion takes the emotion out of it. Um, you know, when they come into my office and they say, coach, why am I not playing? Or why am I not starting? Or we look at the data as well. So we analyze that. And one of my coaches um, is uh, just assigned to that piece. So video analysis, data analysis. Um, so he just focuses on on, on that part. The other two assistant coaches uh, focus on the reserve team um, and I don't coach the reserve team, so they coach the reserve team. Uh, I will be at all the reserve team games, uh, especially the home games, but they coach the uh, the reserve uh, group. Uh, and at the same time, they train the reserve team group while I'm working with the first team group with my other assistant in, in practice because we practice at the same time. Um, but they mirror the training that we do um, with the first team as well. So um, that's a little bit the role of the uh, staff. The player maker system for me is is a, is a blessing because again, I mean, it takes out the emotional piece. It just those are the players' feet. Uh, so we can track their work rate. We can track their distances run, their sprints. We can track their pass accuracy. We can track their left right foot usage. Um, you know, so all these all these things you know combined with video nowadays helps you know develop the player and helps set kind of the tone uh within the practice so there's no hiding in my time when i played you could hide a little bit in practice (laughs) if you were tired from the night before but that's not the case with these guys Uh, everything is monitored
0: yeah yeah I, i remember those days too um well in terms of you and your coaching style. Can you give me a little bit about what how you feel your coaching style is, and and the team style of play in terms of meshing all those uh you know, twenty plus countries and states together.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm Dutch, so obviously I like the ball a lot. I like uh, um, to have the ball to dominate the game. Um, but college soccer is a little different than what I'm used to in Europe. Uh, and that's the biggest challenge for us as coaches and for me as a coach to change the mindset because uh, European players often think, oh, the United States um, and, and most of our international players come from pro academies abroad. So they they have realized that they're not going to accomplish their dream of becoming a pro player. Uh, and they want now want to focus on studying and getting a degree and at the same time play at a decent level. So they come over here, but we what I have done is I've studied kind of the college game, adjust my game plan to it. Um, college soccer obviously is very physical. It's very fast. Um, so, yes, you can want to play possession, which everybody associates with with a Dutch guy. And uh, that's certainly the foundation. But you also have to make sure you do the other things right. Um, so we've we've developed some terminology uh, that we make each incoming player familiar with um you know and um so it's a blend of of obviously dominating possession football but also um playing the american college system um so on speed physicality uh you know strength um i think in the college game transition is a very big piece um so we look at the offensive transition and the defensive transition so we work a lot on that to make sure we do that with all 11 we'd like to look at the corners and uh, soccer is a game of, of angles so when an opponent is in a 90 degree position we'd like to play hard press if an opponent is in a 180 or a 360 degree position with the ball we'd like to play positional press so off the ball we teach him that and then on the ball we teach him a high line low line which is in college important if they play with a high line which means the defense is close to the middle line then we look for a ball up and over or a ball through to get behind the line as fast as we can so that we can go to goal. Um, But if they play with a low line, then obviously we build up, we keep the possession and we're trying to see if we can find an opening on the wings or an opening through the middle if we can sucker the the, the other team out of uh, position so that we can uh, capitalize on that. And then the last piece that in college is very important that we spend a lot of time on our set pieces. So, uh, corner kicks, free kicks, which I think uh, at the youth level, maybe people don't use or don't spend as much time on. In college, we spend a lot of time on that because a lot of games are decided that way. So uh, both defensively and offensively, we, I typically spend about an hour and a half, two hours a week on on just that, corner kicks and free kicks.
0: Yeah, I, I well, uh, an area of the game people need to spend more time on, I think I agree with you there. Uh, well, coach, you, you've been generous with your time. I don't want to keep it too long. I like to end these with one final question. And that is if there was one piece of information, one nugget that you wish every player parent prospect who, who wants to play in college saw, uh, would, would have, what would that piece of information
1: be? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little synopsis on it. Um, uh, You know, f- Don't take no for an answer. If you want to play in college, you can play in college, but um, you got to do the things right. So for example, I'm watching videos right now. And if you're a defender and I get a highlight video of you, make sure the highlight video clearly marks you. But if you're a defender, show me your defensive skills. Of course, I want to see you build up a little bit, but I'm not interested in all your goals. Uh, I'm going to recruit you to defend for my team. So... Please show, include defensive highlights. So many times we get videos or we get people telling me like, you know, my son can score so many goals or he's all this or all that. But if you're a defender, show me that. If you're a midfielder, show me your offensive defensive transition. Show me your passing skills, you know, so include that in your highlight video. Um, and then make sure you address the email right. Put the email, you know, um, uh, in 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 the correct wording, make sure it captures my my attention um, as it because as you can imagine, if I get 5,000 emails, what does a, a SEC or ACC Division One coach get in terms of number of emails? So um, we can't look at all those emails. So be unique, be be persistent in pursuing your uh, your dream. And then there's there's a room for everybody. I'm convinced of that, but. The last piece of advice that I will give you: make sure your grades are in order, because you're a student athlete. Student comes before athlete, so you're not here to get a soccer degree. You know the soccer part is bonus. the The biggest uh, trophy that you can win when you come to a university is your diploma, your degree at the end of your uh, time here at uh, at the university.
0: Absolutely, coach couldn't have said it better. Well, I appreciate your time. Wish you the best of luck as you uh, get hot and heavy into the recruiting season. And if you get down to any of the soccer tournaments down here in Bradenton, Florida, let me know and we'll uh, we'll grab a cup of coffee or something, all right?
1: Sounds good. I appreciate it, man.
0: Thanks, Coach.